Welcome to Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak, where we explore the tools and tactics that drive improvement. If you're hungry for more and better, if you want to move past hype and discuss how, you're in the right place. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine. For this episode, I'm going to go deep. We're going to talk about self-awareness and some of your self-understanding. And I'm going to get into some of the deepest waters that I've ever swum in, stuff that really has profoundly shaped my life and, and taken me a long time to get things figured out. I mean, this is not easy stuff. This isn't the flippant, quick, easy tips. This is the kind of things you may want to have long conversations about, uh, journal about, um, pray, think. You really may need to chew on this. I, I Let me say, I'm projecting a bit. I have had to chew on this tremendously. So I'm guessing it's going to take you a while as well. I want to talk about the three big lies and the two revealing questions. I mentioned this briefly in an earlier podcast, but I didn't really stop and unpack it. And so I want to take a few minutes and do that. It has been profound for me, and it may be profound for you. So the three big lies. I am what I have. I am what I do, or I am what people say about me. We're going to talk about who I am and my own identity. We've got to grapple with these. These lies come from multiple sources. They can come from society around us. People will tell us this. Parents will tell us this. I say society in the broad sense, right? Some of us, our parents or grandparents have explicitly told us this is what matters, right? That, that, that who you are is everything about, well, what you do for your job. And they make a huge deal out of your career. And only this particular category of careers is acceptable. Otherwise, we're ashamed of you. You aren't good if your career isn't good. I am what I do, right? Or your friends or society saying, I am what I have. The stuff that I own, the clothes I wear and the car I drive and, and you know, the, the house I live in. These are my identities, right? I I mean, and I don't just belittle this as like it's kids and their sneakers. Um, It's housewives comparing each other's houses. I've seen it, uh, you know, as professionals comparing each other's companies, CEOs. My company's bigger than your company. And this kind of big competition. I am uh, my stuff, my my company, my house, my toys, my... or, Or it's what I am what other people say about me. My reputation, do they like me? The people think well of me. And that could be public. It could be a, a family thing. It could be a group of people. Like, man, those people, whatever they say is all that matters. Guys, all of these are lies. Who you are is not determined by your job, your possessions, or your popularity. It's not. It doesn't matter. No, no, I, I take that back. It does matter. Yes, a part of your story and a part of the the equation that makes you up is some of the experiences you've had and some of the skills you've developed and the relationships. Yes, yes, yes. Those are included in the calculations, but they are on the second layer. They're not at the core. I'll come back to what I think is at the core later, but but you got to begin by untangling these, kind of taking the hooks that these have got, because you can't see what's really true as long as you buy the lie. Your identity and your value is not driven from these things. So here's my first challenge. Which of these is most likely to grab you? Is it I am what I have? 
my stuff, my, you know, maybe my accomplishments, maybe what you have is uh, not a physical thing, but like a, a degree or a title or, you know, a resume that you've been building. I am what I do kind of bleeds into that, but it's more like my job, my title, my role in the office or like a, a industry. Hey, there's, and this isn't about money. Sometimes it is. Sometimes people that, that kind of sleeds a little, leans a little more to the I am what I have category, right? But the end, what I do, I've seen this as strongly, if not more, in like nonprofit noble causes, a unhealthy tangling of their identity with the noble cause that they are in mission on and pursue. I love that you have a mission. I have one too. I have spent a lot of years working on nonprofits. I'm on the board of a couple of nonprofits right now. I'm all about nonprofit mission-oriented living and work. But it's not you. It's not your identity. It is something that you do. I am what I do. And, and by the way, there's a unhealthy arrogance that comes out of that for some of these folks where they feel like, ah, listen, if you're not on my mission, you're not as valuable. You're, you're clearly a lesser. Like, nope, there are other missions. You're not the only need in the world. Your need may be beautiful and powerful and important, but it, it's probably not the only one. So I am what I do. Your identity can't be tangled into that. You have to be free to be valuable and give others room to be valuable, whether they are doing the right things, air quotes here, or not, right? Or I am what people say about me. Now, listen, we are social creatures. We were made to be social creatures. Community is where we come most alive but you are not your reputation. Other people can be wrong about you. You don't need everyone to get it. You got to figure out how to be okay with who you are, whether or not other people see it. Now, why? Because other people are fallible, just like you. They're going to miss things. They're going to misunderstand just like I am, just like I do. And in the process of this, we've created this shifting uh, soft sand of a foundation that we try to build on because I can just put it as bluntly, they're, they're not thinking about you as much as you think they are. Yeah, they have an opinion of you. Yeah, it matters. But guys, you're not the center of their world and they could be wrong. They grab a couple of things, they think they got it, they move on. We've got to figure out how to be okay with ourselves while the variability of other people's lives can go up and down as they deal with their own stuff and our life doesn't have to be dragged up and down with it. This is not our identity. So this, this brings back to like, okay, if, it, if it's not my stuff, if it's not the skills or things I do in the world, the mission or the abilities I've developed, if it's not the, the people around me and, and making them like me or respect me or whatever the, the measure of what they think about me is, then, then what is it? How do you figure out who you are? And it brings us to the two revealing questions. You want to really get down to the root of this. If you're wondering, I don't know which one of those lies, here's the two questions. When you do like yourself, why do you like yourself? When you don't like yourself, why not? When you do like yourself, why? And when you don't, why not? Let me like kind of do a corollary question. When you don't like yourself, what is it that you say to yourself to make yourself likable again to you? Like, I, I'll, I'll just be real transparent. And um, so I have a pretty good brain for academics. Uh, I was valedictorian in my class and all that kind of stuff, right? So the, the smarts in school was one of those things I was good at from day one. I, I didn't make me a better person. I uh, can't claim any credit for that. I didn't earn that. I was born with a brain that does memory and speed really well and, and a lot of that fun stuff. Great. 
Okay, so that's just a fact of my existence. Um, well, here's what I did do. When I got, especially, I think in college is when I really started dealing with this and moving past this. But up until early first, maybe second, my sophomore year of college, if I got super stressed out, rejected by people, worried, exhausted, you know what I would sometimes say to myself? Well, yeah, yeah, I'm still one of the smartest people here. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm still really smart. Yeah, yeah. Well, someday they'll all see that I'm smart, right? Or no, it's okay. It's okay. Maybe I'm not good at that, but I'm good at being smart. Like, I'm, at least I can do this. Like, it was what I said. My identity revealed was tangled up in my intellect, my ability to do good in class. Now, by the way, um, I have since joined uh, Mensa, which is for high IQ folks, and got way into this society. And I got to tell you, intelligence helps you succeed at life at a certain point. And then at a certain point, it falls off and stops helping at all. In fact, some of the most dysfunctional people I know are the most brilliant people I know because your identity gets so wrapped up into it. Like if you're above average, it's there, but it's probably not your whole identity. You get into this like crazy high IQ societies and some people, not all of them, some of them are my best friends. And some people, it's all they are. It's all they can, they have wrapped their identity around their ability to be smart. And I have seen it, I've seen it in myself. There's a lot more to life than IQ. Emotional intelligence, for example, physical health, um, actual skills, doesn't matter what your raw intelligence are. If you don't put the time on task and work hard, your ability to have grit, right? Lots of these things actually produce real results. Intelligence is just potential. So yeah, it might take me a little less time than some other people to pick up the concepts, but I still got to develop the skill and that isn't anything tied to my intelligence. So anyways, I pull all that back to say, when I did like myself, it was usually I was patting myself on the back for my intelligence in the early days. Yeah, yeah, at least I'm this. At least I'm this. I'm this guy. And that, that'll reveal what I kind of said my identity was about. Now, when you don't like yourself, why not? This reveals a different thing. This reveals your values, your worldview. When you've violated and there's something in your heart stirring and you're like, ah, this isn't right. And I don't even know we have words for it. And I'm just unsettled and unsatisfied. And maybe even the external world seems to be going well. This is signaling that you are somehow misaligned with your deep values of goodness and excellence and whatever standards that you are. And I got to tell you, we like to say in our sites, really popular. And, and, and even I consider my many people to be a, an axiom of virtue that, that everyone gets to pick their own standards and nobody... There are some universal things about goodness and service and caring for those in need and honesty. There are some universal things. And even if everyone else tells you, hey, you're great. We all think well of you. If you know you've been lying about it, even though it's working, right? Quote unquote, working, getting the results. People like you for it. Deep down, some part of you will be disturbed. There are a few universals. And then, yes, we can layer onto those our own values and beliefs, some healthy, some unhealthy. But yeah, while you don't like yourself, it's usually because you are violating some value that you have or you have believed one of the lies. And now you don't have the thing you need in order to be acceptable. You don't have the job or skill. You don't have the, the, the popular respect or the relationship, the boyfriend or girlfriend that's going to make you finally happy. It's going to make you finally worthy, right? Nick, no, no. You're either believing a lie or you're violating one of your values. So what's the correct answer? I mean, I can give you a couple of general ideas, but, but your identity is different than mine. You're not supposed to have the same exact identity as mine. The one thing I would say generally, though, is that you got to find something to anchor on. And I will tell you what I've anchored on. I mean, these are the questions, right? So what's the answers? 
again, some of it's got to be your own. Uh, maybe it'll help you to know some of mine. Um, for me, the bigger story of life is God, uh, God of the Christian Bible. And I've done a lot of homework in a lot of religions, including atheism and science and figuring out all this stuff. And like, is this even viable? And honestly, it is the most intellectually rational, reasonable worldview that I can find. And I have had some profound personal encounters. And so you put the two together. I'm convinced there is a bigger story and there's a God behind it. And that God is revealed in the Bible. And I say all that because that leads to my identity is that God loves me and has called me to, to be with him and to do good things in the world with him and for him and through him. And like, like it's, it's a mission with him. He's my buddy. He's my hero. He's my master. He's my best friend, right? And so in the process of this amazing encompassing relationship, this hero I'm trying to follow along and become close to, that has more and more over time become my primary identity. Well, listen, I might screw up, but yeah, that's all over the, the Christian story. <laughs> we are a mess and God loves me anyway and gives me a shot to try again. This world is in trouble, yes, but God is trying to redeem and call to us gently. He's gentle and humble. It's a, it's a ridiculous thing if someone of that much power and that much gentleness. I was just reading a book about this, so pardon the, the, the side rant, but but I get to be a part of that gentle, steady, hardworking service to make a difference in the world and be with him while he's on that. That, for me, is an identity that allows me to deal with my own faults. It acknowledges them without making them my whole identity, calls me to something more without making the point of this all about me, right? That's hugely powerful for me. Now when things go wrong, and they still do, and I don't like myself, and that still happens, instead of being like, yeah, yeah, but I'm smart, it's like, yeah, yeah, but God loves me anyway, and I have a shot to make a life that matters anyway, even though I blow it, whether I have the stuff or not, whether I have the skills I wish I had or not, whether I have the mission, the, the job looks cool or not, whether people like me or not, I know he likes me, and I know I have a chance to make a difference. Now, all my skills and things, yes, I, at, a, at a one step removed, Listen, we could talk about my love of extreme sports or my love of music or my, my fantasy novels and the storytelling I love. To, the, the Lord willing, someday I will write those books. I mean, I, I, we could get into the fun things that make up some of the flavor of my, and then that my unique calling that comes out of that. Say, I'm called to be the Merlin to the Arthurs of the world and help them build their Camelots and make, make glorious kingdoms in the world. Like that, yes, that's what I want to do. That those are some unique things to me, but but you got to have something to anchor it on that even when it's threatened, even when I'm bad at my job and I biff it, even when um, I'm not able to perform creatively or I'm injured and my body starts breaking down, I, I mean, at some point I plan to live a long time and I don't expect to do extreme sports when I'm 120 years old, right? I, I do hope as a whole other episode, maybe I, I'd love to make it over 100 years old, but I probably won't be doing hella skiing at 100 years old. Um and I got to still be able to like myself without these secondary things being threatened. Those are going to come and go. I might add some new things. Man, I might discover a love for a, a strategy game that hasn't been made yet. And that'll be a huge community I get a part of. And instead of skiing, maybe that's my jam. But I got to tell you, the core has got to be something that's bigger. And it's got to be something that's bigger than you. That's my one key. Maybe... Maybe you don't know the Christian story the way I do and you haven't encountered, maybe you've had different stories. I'm glad to have, hear your story and have you talk about it. But I do know you need a bigger story. I do know that if, if your identity is about pleasing yourself, it's not gonna work. What is that story? What is the, the bigger thing that is not tied to the, the ups and downs of your life? 
It's a huge question. It took me years to go through this process and feel like I have decent answers. I'm probably not done. But I wouldn't be honest if I didn't say, hey, when we talk about self-awareness, yeah, you got to play with like, what are my skills and what am I bad at? And what do I love? And what, what are, you know, how do I show up? You know, introvert, extrovert, all that fun stuff. Sure, sure, sure. But man, there's some deep stuff here. And these deep things might be driving all the surface things. And all that surface stuff, the reason it's not tipping the way you want or, or it's not working how you want, maybe it's because you're misaligned underneath. Maybe the roots are wrong and that's why the fruit isn't what you want. So deal with the three lies and ask yourself the two revealing questions. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Upgrade Engines with Scott Wozniak. If you want to hear more of my thoughts on life and leadership, you might want to sign up for my weekly newsletter at www.scottwozniak.com slash upgrade. That's S-C-O-T-T-W-O-Z-N-I-A-K.com slash upgrade. You'll get a cool quote, a deep thought, and a recommendation for something that I use and love. It's not long and it should be fun. The theme is similar to this podcast, but it's not the same content. And if you're a leader who wants to build a legendary brand, you can check out my company's website to learn how we can help at www.swazconsulting.com. That's S-W-O-Z consulting.com. Change really is possible. Dreams can come true. It may take a while, but you can upgrade anything if you build the right engine.